A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She'll teach you how to make it all alright. Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, thank you for listening to this episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Maggie Conrad. Hello. Maggie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good. We have an amazing lineup of questions, I think, <laughs> that are <laughs> DIY related today for the podcast that I'm going to attempt to answer. Maggie, how many questions do we have today? So we have four questions and one update. Ooh, we mm-hmm. must have a that must be a pretty big update if it's taking up a whole space right Maybe. there. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maggie's holding a lot of the cards today. I have very little knowledge <laughs> of what's happening. Maggie, out of one through ten, mm-hmm. what is the possibilities that I get all of these cues right? Ten. You think I'm going to get 10? Sure. Yep. Okay, let's bring expectations down a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> let's... Well, I'm not going to tell you that you can't, you know, knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, but don't... don't then you'll put... just up the ante again. You, got, you know, Maggie, you got to put me in a comfortable 9.5. Anybody you... looking for context, please see our last episode. Yeah, you can't, Maggie, you can't just out of the gate put me at a 10. <laughs> that expectation is too high for okay. anybody. 9.5. Well, no, you can't take it back. You sure can. No, it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, what are you doing? Maggie. Do you, what you told me Maggie, to do. Maggie, <laughs> have you noticed there is no right answer with me? Yeah. There is never a right answer. Yeah. You could, I could tell you, no, just, just say this. And then later on you say that. And I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> and just because it's the right answer once doesn't mean it'll be no, the right answer tomorrow. No, I am. I. This is why. This is why. When I was younger, they diagnosed me as bipolar disorder instead mm. of diagnosing me with ADHD. Right. Um, because like uh, I, I see it. <laughs> I, I see it. Why for so long I was on lithium. Um. Anyways, uh, Maggie Conrad. How Mercury you do? Stardust. Okay, you are you ready? I'm ready to do the. You're making me nervous now. <laughs> Why? Because I'm, I'm like, okay, this is my, this is my, my whole plan. Okay, if you undersell me, I will oversell it. Right. If you oversell me, I will undersell the shit out of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be awful, y'all. So now I'm gonna tell you. For the I'm, gonna train tell, wreck. I'm gonna tell you right now. We'll be lucky to get two of these right. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I am so. Is I'm the most unreasonable person. And, and it, you, ha- I, I run off of just pure spite, and if I don't get enough of it, I'm like, eh, whatever. I what's the point? <laughs> All that being said, Maggie, do you want to help some strangers fix some things? Let's do it. Let's help some strangers fix some things. Yeah. Okay. First question was submitted anonymously. My doors have been practically torn off their hinges and the holes are too big for the Ooh, screws. No. So they don't stay when screwed back in. Any tips? Oh, yeah. We've gone over this quite a few times. In the, my book, Safe and Sound Renters, Guys, mm-hmm. or Home Repair, there is a, on p- 
page 130, yep. uh, chapter 8, right? Ch- oh, I don't remember the chapter oh, number. <laughs> I think it's chapter 8 under Lucy Goosey, Not So Screwy, Screwy Holes, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is another way of saying when you have a hole in some type of wood, this is in cabinets, mm-hmm. this is in doors, this is in, you know, anything that you would have drilled holes into. Sometimes you can have a thing that happens where if a screw got ripped out or if it gets wiggled a lot or damaged a lot, you're going to have that hole that's going to be stripped out more. So it's going to, by the very nature of the beast, going to be wider than the screw itself. Now, there's a few options you can do. You don't need to do a filler. You could get a screw that has larger flanges. Mm -hmm. Um, That's usually a recipe for a disaster because that's when you split the jam. Mm-hmm. You know, but you could theatrically do that if you don't want to do anything else. You could get a screw that is longer that could go into the Kingston, mm-hmm. or you could do and get a screw that has more of a little bit more flared out flanges that could be better for you. But all that being said, I don't think either of those are the best option. The best option is to fill those up more than likely with um toothpicks. With toothpicks. I couldn't think of the word. You want to fill them up with toothpicks? Squirrels? Squirrels? Squirrels. Squirrels. Skewers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or gulf teas. And some people even fill that hole with matches. I don't, don't do matches. That, drives, <laughs> that makes me nervous to an all extent. I know Oops, you... just put the wrong end in. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it, whenever people say matches, I'm like, I don't know. That's not, not, not a good idea. But you can fill it up with toothpicks. And then you just rub a whole bunch of like wood glue in there. And you get it nice and sticky and tacky. And then you put all the toothpicks in one at a time to really fill up. That's why I like toothpicks more than mm-hmm. gov teas and other ones. Even though they're hollow, so they're not going to have as much. Like a gov tea is usually thick wood. Yeah. But with a toothpick, you can really fill that hole out. Yeah. You can really get all the edges of the hole and, and really fill out the inside real good. But then once you get all the toothpicks or the gov tea or whatever in, mm-hmm. you can snip the head of it off. So get as close to the surface to the wood as possible mm-hmm. to make sure it's as flat as possible. You can even sand down the top if you really want. You don't necessarily have to. And then pre-drill it. Pre-drill it with like one or two sizes smaller than the screw you're going to put in. And then you put in the screw through the hinge. And then you're good to go like nothing happened. If if you're having an issue where the jam is split, mm-hmm. okay, they make jam repair plates like door jam repair plates right remember we talked about that yeah that can like fit right over the jam and can fill up all the gaps because you know if you're a renter you don't really have the option to replace the door jam you know you you could you could that's a pretty big job and Mm -hmm. requires drywalling and painting and it just requires a lot you're better off to get something like a plate that's going to fit over that mm-hmm. and then make your door more functional. So that would be my answer. And I would say definitely answer that really good. Definitely. So we only got one more right answer in us today. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to make sure, Maggie, we make it count. But yeah, no, I think, well, what do you think? Any, yeah. Anything you want to add in there? No, I think that's that's one of like your earlier tricks that I remember I saw before we ever 
started yeah. working together. And that's early days. That's yeah. early. It's actually the second how-to video I ever did was a door was a door hinge video. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, don't look too closely at that video. You'll see that I split the door jam. <laughs> yeah. And I have to go watch it. Yeah. You got to go way back, way back, yeah. because it's like, it's it's the first version. I've done that version. I've done the toothpicks trick yeah. three times. Sure. And the one that I'm talking about is like the very first oh, time yeah. I did it. And I did it, and you can see it in the video. There's a hairline fracture. <laughs> and it was because I didn't pre-drill it. Oh, It's sure. because I didn't pre-drill it. And I, I, I cracked it. And then someone, only one or two people saw it. It went vi- <laughs> This video went viral. And one or two people saw it. And someone was like, doesn't even know how to fucking prevent a hairline fracture. And I'm like, that fucker knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even mad. I'm like, yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's not wrong. Good eye, bud. Good eye. <laughs> he's not bad. You know, every once in a while, someone will correct me. And my knee-jerk reaction is not to get mad. It's like, oh, God, he's <laughs> pretty good he's pretty good there was one time on a live that i'm messing with an impact driver mm-hmm. and i'm using regular drill bits not impact drill bits do you know the difference Mm-mm. they usually have like a some type of like solid line at the bottom okay but they have like a thicker base it's because the way they clip into your impact driver mm. if you put like a normal bit into your impact driver it won't a it won't stick as well. It'll also strip it out and damage it. Oh, so it also can snap it off. They got to be strong enough to handle, you know, the the, mm. the impact of an impact driver, right? Sure. But I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm just fucking around with it, and a guy comes on to my live and just he's on for like thirty seconds, <laughs> not even. And I'm messing. I'm teaching people how to use this drill, and this motherfucker says, "Does he know the difference between an impact driver bit and a fucking drill bit?" And I looked, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's the difference? I didn't fucking know. I didn't know. I've been doing this for fucking 14 years at the time. Never knew that. I never knew. I never knew there was never knew there was a difference. <laughs> never fucking knew there was a difference. And then he went away. Never saw him again. But that guy introduced a new fact to me. Uh, but it's funny. Those kind of things that, like, people make assumptions on. You just don't. You don't. You know, I learned you know, like tool safety and mm-hmm. my tool fundamentals before a lot of these inventions. Like I learned before they had like like we didn't when I grew up on the farm, we didn't have battery powered mm-hmm. yeah, drills. Sure. You know, we we eventually did, but they were like big ass bulky mm-hmm. black and decker. Back when black and decker had a name, you know, now they're just pieces of shit. But like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I say that, but one of the only drills I recommend is a Black & Decker. So uh-huh. the, the irony of that. But yeah, no, no it's interesting mm-hmm. how that works. Why am I going on a rant about life right now? I don't know. Super interesting, though. Yeah, you like it? <laughs> yeah. Good. What do you guys think at home? You can text us at what number, Maggie? <laughs> 608-205-8768. And tell me if you found that interesting or not. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go on to the next question? Let's do it. Let's do it. Another anonymous. I am repainting my old kitchen window and there's putty or something. It's almost like a plaster. How do I get to the raw wood? Would paint stripper work? I'm not worried about staining the wood because I'm just going to paint over it. Yeah, that's not going. Stripper is not going to do what you want it to. It might even Mm -hmm. damage the wood, Mm -hmm. right? If there's some like plastic putty or something on there, I wonder if they used Bondo oh, sure. on a hole or a damage. 
you know, for those who don't know what Bondo is, Bondo is typically used on cars, but people have used Bondo on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they've used Bondo on on doors, you know, or really common window frames. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. If you are trying to remove that plastic substance, mm-hmm. I want you to ask yourself, what's underneath it? Oh, sure. I want you to ask yourself, why is it there? Now, I don't know for sure. I don't know. Maybe this is some residue. This could be even wax mm-hmm. for all I know, right? All I'm hearing is a simple question, and I heard plastic. Mm-hmm. And what I heard it was bando, you know? <laughs> From just that, I would be worried that you would strip this away. Now, you would strip this away by chipping it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get too many solutions. I think there's some bando anti-solution out there, maybe? Sure. Maybe? I don't even know. Because I don't, typically, there you don't undo this. When it comes to bando specifically, or any type of substance that's like bando, mm-hmm. typically... The way that you fix it down the road is replace it, you know. So this would be like a window frame situation where you Mm -hmm. just you would chuck it and redo it. I don't know if that's the case. Is this a windowsill or window frame? This is window frame, right? They just said window, old kitchen Mm. window, repainting my old kitchen window, and there's when people send putty or something. When 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 you send these questions in, make sure you do me a favor and give me more information than I need, Mm -hmm. like. I need a pretty good amount of information to correctly help anybody. Yeah. You know? And sometimes that's like, uh, like in this instance, is this on the window itself? Like, is it on the, not the frame of the window? Mm-hmm. Is it on the, like, the window itself? Oh, right? you mean like, a, like yes. a, the bars on the window? Yes, yes. Like, mm-hmm. is it on that? Or is it on the frame, the windowsill? Mm-hmm. Because all those are different components to a window. Yeah. And all that's going to be the renovation or the redoing of that is going to be different. Right. Because if it's a window frame, let's just say, to me, you check the, fr- you ch- you ch- you check the trim mm-hmm. and you redo the trim. Well, because that's easy. That's just... Yeah, that's way easier. Light. Yeah, it can be. No, it can be. I want to back up a little <laughs> bit. It sometimes, depending on where you are and what kind of house but it is But it is a removable piece. It Nine times out of ten, yes. Yeah. Nine. I I hesitate. I want to back up a little bit. <laughs> I I hesitate to say it always is. Right. Should it be? No, absolute. Should it be? Yeah. <laughs> is it always? <sighs> um, because we have found, as doing this podcast, we have found that the more absolute I am, the more I find out <laughs> there's no fucking absolutes. <laughs> so... Um, there's always someone out there who's like, I'm the exception. And then I'm like, shit. Uh, so keep that in mind. But all that being said, I would say that if it's just a trim, easy peasy. Yeah. If it's a window ledge, ooh, that's a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. If it's on the window, like on the frame around the glass, ah, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. That's going to be harder. But if it's just a trim, I think you probably can just chuck that fucker in. Put a new trim around it. Mm-hmm. That'd be my 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 guess. But also, again, how do you remove it? From what I can tell, it sounds like bondo, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't remove it because I think you're going to be less it's happy like filling some yeah some crack or you hole would be or... you would be less happy with the results. Yeah, I think whenever you encounter anything like that, just ask yourself why is it there. Mm-hmm. Don't always assume it was a mistake. 
make the assumption. You're always better off to make the assumption of why it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see something that doesn't quite make sense to you, I want you to take a step back and think about the possibilities of why it's there. Right. You know, like if you ever open up something and you're like, oh, that's weird that duct tape is strapped around this. That makes it really sticky and weird and doesn't do anything good. You know, and then you remove the duct tape and you realize it was covering up a hole. You know what I mean? Like, that's the most, mm-hmm. of course, thing, right? But there's a lot less obvious ones, sure. you know? And this is one of them that doesn't feel that obvious. You know, like, I think you could arguably say, yeah, no, it's probably something just accidentally dropped something. Or mm-hmm. or maybe they, they tried to do it and they did a bad job, you know, making it look good. But, yeah, you if you really wanted it to look good, and still stick with this. You could use wood filler on top of all of it. You can make sure it's sanded down, buff it out as much as you can, even though you're not going to be able to that much. But you can try. And then you can put wood filler on top of that and see if you can get some type of grain. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, that would be the, the route I would go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I answered the fuck out of that question. <laughs> so there you go. Those are the two right answers you're going to have for the podcast. I'm going to phone it in in the next two. So whoever the next two questions are, I just so want sorry. I just want you to know, going to phone it in. Not going to not going to try my my best. Uh, Maggie said it was going to be perfect, and I just got to show her that sometimes life ain't fair. Uh, so you just want to <laughs> prove me wrong what, no matter what. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Last episode, I blew you out of the water with a fucking perfect rating. <laughs> and now this episode, I got to make sure pe- the, you know people don't get ahead of me right. and start asking me impossible questions all the damn time. <laughs> I got to make sure they know that, you know, let's keep it realistic. Sure. <laughs> Keep expectations yeah, we gotta, low. We got to keep expectations low. Don't put that much strain on me. My back will break. <laughs> I can't hold that much weight on my back. Okay, let's go. Let's get that question in. Hi, Mercury. My name is Cameron. Pronouns he, they. And I, uh, I, I need your help. I need your help. So the apartment we have now, I never had this problem with any other apartment, but the apartment I have now, the bathroom, the toilet, it's, not very fat friendly, so to say. So every, you know, after a while, my toilet seat starts getting really loose and I've taken like a screwdriver to it and, you know, stuck that in the top and took in the, taking the nut on the bottom and screwed that back in and to get it tight. But like I said, after a while, I just keep towing undone. And I'm just wondering if there's anything you recommend, like any new bolts or whatever to put in that thing, any new toilet things or whatever they're called. To uh, put in there to, you know, keep it still so I don't have to retighten it, like, every month or so. But it could be because, yeah, like I said, it's just not very fat-friendly. And me and my wife, we're not we're not small people. Not overweight. or That's a little too much information. But let's just, we're not, you know, it's not very, like, big people-friendly. So, yeah, if there's just any recommendations for stuff to replace that with. And I do rent. I do rent. So I don't know if that has if that prevents me from doing anything but yeah just anything to keep my toilet seat from not shaking around and shifting on me when i'm trying to you know do the do so but yeah anyway any advice you could give me i highly appreciate it thank you love the podcast love everything i just love you it's everything about it so thank you for your time bye-bye 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Cameron, Cameron, could you ask the same question three more times for me, Cameron? Jeez, I get it. You like me, Cameron. God. You know what? I'm going to phone it in just for Cameron. You know, I got no answers for you. Have a good day, Cameron. Let's go on. What's the last question, man? I, qu- I got an answer for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's so- it's okay, Cameron. I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, honestly, we do have an answer for this one. We've 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 done this one on on my my YouTube. TikTok, on my TikTok, and on YouTube, mm-hmm. and on the podcast. We've done this a few times. There's a whole bunch of stuff out there that is anti loosening mm-hmm. toilet seats. There are even kits that are for like locking your toilet seat in place. Mm-hmm. You can look them up. Maggie's going to link a toilet seat. In the the, the uh. <laughs> that is staying in. <laughs> I just want you to know how surprised she looked when that exited her body. I did. I did. <laughs> you were like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> like snuck up on me. <laughs> I, <laughs> at first, I was like, "Was that a noise from my body?" <laughs> the room is haunted. <laughs> oh. Okay, but all that being said, Maggie's gonna put uh, in a description a link to the toilet seat or the tightening repair kit. Yes. The, so, you have both of those in your Amazon The store. toilet seat one that locks in place, I did one about seven months ago for Red Clover, which is a tattoo place in here in Madison, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. that my spouse mouse works at. And Red Clover is a great space. I love that tattoo shop. But they came to me and they asked me the similar problem. Oh, sure. They were having issues where they, you know, they have a, very, a, a different diversity of clients and people who just need a seat that's going to be more reliable than one they got to tighten up every five fucking yeah. hours, you know. So they asked me to come in, and we used an anti anti loosening toilet seat. It's called a stay tight. Uh, a locking, stay tight was locking mechanism, or was was, was the technology stay tight technology? You want to have metal bits. You want to have metal components. Yeah. That so so. This is why you so the problem that Cameron was having is that they're nylon nuts. Yeah, they're nylon nuts and bolts. Those nylon needs a special screwdriver. You can't mm-hmm. just use a metal. No, everyone does. You you can't just use a metal tool on those because you'll you'll eat them up. You'll oh, you'll sure. you'll tear everything away. So you technically will have a nylon screwdriver or a nylon flathead. No one. No one does. Sure. Like, not even professionals care. Yeah. You know? Because they're so cheap, you just replace the fucking things when they start going bad. Yeah. But, but, the thing about that is that it's all nylon. And unless you use, like, thread lock or some type of, like, you know, tightening bond, you're not really going to get yeah. it to hold. Uh, you can use red thread lock if you want, and it makes sure it's never going to come fucking apart. But that's a nightmare down the road. <laughs> I really like these ones. That what, what is it called again, Maggie? Stay tight. It's S T A dash T I T E. I loved it. This this is the one we used mm-hmm. at Red Clover. Okay, I really liked it because it was a metal components. So there's a metal like handle that was on the not handle. 
the bracket that was yeah. on the seat cover. And then you pull it up, and the, the metal components are there, but it's not going to crack the porcelain. That's why they use nylon nuts mm-hmm. to prevent cracking the porcelain. And Maggie saw my face when Cameron was describing what was happening. Yeah. I was afraid. Yeah. They said they were tightening things up, and things went awry, and they cracked the porcelain toilet. Oh, because the yeah. answer to that is, well, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need a new toilet. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> I mean, you can get porcelain repair kits, but you're not going to... Uh, I I wouldn't trust it where the poop goes. You know what I mean? But all that being said, that metal, you don't want that metal on metal touching because that's how that, that's how that cracks that porcelain. You can over tighten it. Mm -hmm. Just moving it around can slice and dice it and cause problems. But the way that these like anti-loosening kits are, Mm -hmm. because this is a seat that we're talking about specifically. That's about $40, a little more. Some cost a little more. But these have a like a plastic component inside of them mm-hmm. that like hug everything. It's a good little gasket that hugs everything. Yeah, like a rubber gasket. And that really worked out well. I liked it a lot. Now they also make these kits that are like I think ten dollars. Mm-hmm. When we saw them, I've used them only a handful of times. Don't seem to have a problem. They you they work with any toilet seat that you already have. Mm-hmm. But I would just buy a whole new seat. Because I think the metal yeah. components is really where it's at. If you are someone who has a larger butt, let's just say you've got a big old butt, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because i got a big old booty, too. And I'll tell you right now, I don't like those plastic brackets yeah. that are on them anyways. Those can crack. If you if you make everything else real tight, the thing that will crack on you and then get loose is those stupid brackets. Yeah. So might as well just get metal components if you can. So fork it out and, and do that. 30 well, to 40 bucks for that seat if you can. But if you can't afford it and you can only afford the $10, try that. And as a renter, though, you can take the seat with you. If you keep your old seat, yeah, you can take your the seat that you purchased with you when you leave and put the old seat back on. Yeah, or if the old seat gets damaged, right, you can get replacements for those for like under $15. They're really mm-hmm. cheap. And then keep that replacement for when you move out and then put that on there and you'll still save money. Yeah. Because you'll have that, you'll have a nice. And then you have seat. the nice one to take with you to the. Yeah, next and place. chances are, so that one's been on there for eight months, and I went in there recently to check mm-hmm. it at Red Clover. It hasn't budged a bit. Cool. There isn't any sign of wear and tear, and commercial spaces yeah. are going to get a lot more usage yep. than residential. So I'm I'm going to say it's like you know not not a full year commercial, but to me that's like maybe three years residential. Oh, cool. So I'm going to say you're probably good. For a good long while, yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if those toilet seats outlast most toilets. Nice. You know, like they're gonna outlast all the components inside of your sure. toilet tank, right? So I'm gonna say that that's if it, if it, if done properly and safely, that seat should last you a long time. Now there you go, Maggie. There's three. <laughs> I gave you an extra one. Now we got to make sure we flub this one. Yeah, total flub. Okay. Matt, I want you to get ready for me to answer this question as poorly as possible. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Our sound engineer, Matthew, is ready, and I'm ready to answer this as poorly as possible. Okay. Let's go. All right. This is Johnny. Handy ma'am, my name is Johnny Sue. Can you please tell me how to fix a multiple cracked bathtub? As of right now, I just have water sealant tape on them so it doesn't flood my bathroom, and my landlord is a piece of crap. Help. You are amazing. And there's photos. I don't know, Matt. Okay. Did you see those photos? Okay, Johnny, I got you. Okay, um, I got. I got. Okay, Johnny, what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to go to a hardware store, and I want you to go 
in the adhesive section. Okay. Now, once you get to adhesive section, you're going to see some gray tape. And the gray tape is going to look like duct tape. I don't want you to get duct tape, okay? We're not going to tell you to put <laughs> duct tape on there. That would be ridiculous. You're going to get something called T-Rex tape. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to just put a bunch of T-Rex tape on it. And it looks kind of like duct tape, but it's not duct tape. That would be ridiculous. Uh, this is T-Rex tape, the strongest tape in the world. And I just want you to do a bunch of it. I want you to put so much on there, you can't even tell that the color of your tub is white. And then you'll be good to go. The whole new layer of uh, of a tub filled completely with T-Rex tape. I don't see how that could go wrong. There's your answer. Everyone have a good day. Megan, what do you think? Is that a good answer? I, my autism <laughs> wants to believe you, but my pattern recognition tells me that you might not be telling the truth. <laughs> I'm really confused, though. Ma- Ma- I always forget. Maggie does not understand sar- sarcasm. We got to be careful. Maggie will hear that. I was like, oh, wow. I never heard of that. I, that kind of sounds kind of weird. Wait, that's that, a new. That weird? Why is she laughing? She doesn't typically laugh when she gives advice like that. Uh, that's so funny. Okay. So don't do that. Don't right. do that. Don't. So, um, But the, the, the unfortunate side of this, though, I'm looking at these. Matt, can you blow these photos up for me just up a little bit, buddy? Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So I'm looking at these a little bit, and it, that's a severe crackage. Mm-hmm. That's that's not something we're going to take care of easily here. Now, I'm guessing that that's leak. Th- those cracks are pretty thick. Yeah. That's more than a hairline fracture, right? Like, that would be a full-on... It's a full-on, like, th- That's, yeah, like, severed. Opening. Yeah, that's, yeah, it looks like there's literally opening to the base of the, to- the, the, mm-hmm. the tub, right? Yeah. Now, we just mentioned this in the previous answer. But there's something called porcelain repair kits. And this is definitely porcelain we're looking at. You can tell by, you know, discoloration. You can tell by, mm-hmm. you know, the the way it's... It looks like there's a little ridge. It looks like there's a hump. Mm-hmm. That's also a concern because you're not going to be able to fix that with porcelain. I, I to, This is going to be not a great answer. Yeah. I don't think there's a fix here. Mm-hmm. I think this is a whole repair. Yeah. I, I, I Like a whole replacement. The whole tub's got to go at this point. I mean, are there things that could buff that out that could work? I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I, they make... Okay. If you're on a very tight budget, okay, they make tub liners. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know if that's going to solve the problem here, right? But you could come up with liners or something... Maybe someone, maybe Matt or Maggie can look this up real quick while I am kind of trying my best. But I think they make tub liners that will go inside and kind of prevent this from leaking. But the thing that I'm worried about is that this is such a deep crack. And there's also, from the crack, this big crack that is stemming towards the drain itself, there's also other cracks. It's like it's Mm -hmm. feathering out. Yeah. And I think that's going to get worse over time. Especially because the weight of a person inside of a tub will often cause these problems to get much worse. Mm-hmm. And this is at the base of the actual tub. This is not on the side where right. ideally yeah, this would be right Yeah, ideally this would be on the side of a tub or this would be on top of the tub. Once it's inside that that floor, it becomes an issue. Maggie, did you find anything on a quick search? Yeah. So it says that tub liners are often marketed as a better alternative to refinishing, but that there are some issues with them. They do cost about $1,300. 
and then it's basically like you're you're putting in a cover over over the tub. Yeah, several weeks from measuring and ordering to actual installation and typically somebody would install it for you. So yeah, it would it would be a big undertaking, pretty much a, a whole new tub. Yeah, I mean everything that I'm looking up right now as far as like tub crack repair porcelain, right? Like that's mm-hmm. all I typed in. And boy, all the top searches are gonna be technicians who could do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all of the repairs that are ceramic sink or porcelain bathtub mm-hmm. or all of these are minor. Right. Like these are like somewhat more cosmetic than they are functional. Like mm-hmm. if this was a hole all the way through a sink, I would be like, that's a sink's probably got to go. Right. right. This is one of those scenarios where, yeah, I mean, if you're really in a, like this tight spot and you cannot afford like this is if just doing a tub like this is going to cost a lot of money Mm -hmm. i i think you could use flex tape i I really reluctantly say that and then get a bath mat Mm -hmm. on top of that and try to mitigate the problem as much as you can but the truth of the answer is when it looks this bad maggie yeah it's leaking underneath and if this is on the first floor but you got a basement underneath i'm going to start worrying about rot Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and if this is on a second floor, I'm going to also worry about rot. Unless you are, yeah. if this is in, I mean, this is probably not in a trailer, but if this is in a trailer, I would be terrified mm-hmm. of what the floor is starting to look like because of how thin those floors are. Well, and my concern is, you know, if this is the only bathroom in their unit, then I would assume that there should be some kind of protections for that as far as like, you know, being able to force the landlord's hand to get them to replace the tub because i know they said their landlord is crap but like you need to have a working tub or shower yeah but like if you look at this other mac you know uh, we looked at that big one matt blew up Mm -hmm. it looks like yeah yeah the one you're holding right now matt i want to see that a little bit more it looks like someone went over it with like some type of like you see like a shine he said he put uh tape on it is that what that is just mm -hmm. tape to prevent... Um, what kind of tape did he put on it? Water sealant tape on them so it doesn't flood the bathroom. To try to prevent the water from going through. Yeah, I think, you could, I think you'd be better off using flex tape on top of that. I don't like flex tape, but mm-hmm. I think the idea you're having is good, though. There's no way that's solving that problem completely. Yeah. Or not going to be long term. And also, again, that's a, like a full-on help, No, there's right? definitely leaking happening yeah i I, yeah i I think we've answered the best we could i i think we've given some mitigation ideas but now i'm going to tell you the hard truth of this this is a landlord situation right this is like a tenant okay 110 percent. this is when a landlord has to intervene yep like i i I, uh, if this is your only bathroom you have more sway here than you wouldn't if you have another bathroom you know, a judge could arguably say you have another alternative. Mm-hmm. But I think most people, uh, I would say 710 people who would see this would be like, oh, I mean, that's pretty bad. You're going to be damaging. Mm-hmm. Just using the tub, you're damaging, you're furthering the damage of the yeah. property. Yeah. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to act on it. Mm-hmm. Unless you literally are a landlord that is cash poor. 
Right. And by that, you shouldn't be a landlord. Mm-hmm. But, like, if that's the, the case, I, I think the landlord should, you know, put their money where their mouth is and actually do the job. Yeah. I know if this is a situation where you haven't even asked your landlord about this because you're terrified, I totally understand. Like, mm-hmm. I sympathize with that. Landlords not are not always reasonable people. We know that we we deal with this on a regular basis. Yeah, we've ta- we've had so many bad case scenarios with landlords on this podcast. Even yeah, that I think that it it's really very telling. But here's the thing: when your needs align with your landlord, that's when things can get done. Sometimes. The need that you have here is that you want a functional bathtub. Mm-hmm. The need that a landlord is going to have is they want to prevent further damage. Right. Right? Now, I t- just looking at this, there's no way that you caused this. This is a prolonged issue. Yeah. This is an issue that's been neglect. Mm-hmm. I it, There's a hump forming. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this is, long, this is like long-term damage to me. I don't think this is like someone dropped a fucking no, mug. No, no. And cracked it. This is like a problem that was started small mm-hmm. and then has grown into a massive river. Like that that crack is like the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. It has so many brackets coming off of the darn thing that it makes me really concerned that nothing gets done. It's going to be furthering of an issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be my answer. Sorry, this is a very long wooden one, but a landlord's got to do something. Now, if you put this request in and a landlord does nothing, I think they're going to, I don't know if this is technically an emergency one or not. I, I think that it's not technically an emergency. Mm-hmm. I don't think this would fall. I hate saying that because to me it is. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a functional place uh, to clean yourself. I know, but I don't think, I think in the court of law, this might Oh. Not be an emergency, Maggie. Yeah, I don't know. I, would, I don't I know. Would I check don't know. with local tenant resources. Yeah, somebody because in your it... county that that can say like what the local because it unfortunately it is so city specific. It is. It's city, um, county, and state specific. Yeah. yeah, and you need to know what your area the specific rules that qualify for like you know a habitable dwelling basically yeah i think another component of this for me is that i i'm concerned that like if this is an emergency right then he gets like two days two to three days to respond Mm -hmm. and if he does not respond to it or do something to it Mm -hmm. you could take him to the court right in most states not every state but most states have some type of emergency response time You'll have or somebody the inspector will come out and tell them yeah. that he has a certain amount of time before he gets issued a ticket. Yeah, you and could then then they yeah. You could call the city inspector up. Maggie got kind of alluded to it right now. You could call the city yeah. inspector up and have him take a look if your landlord is really that hell bent on being mm-hmm. a complete jackass. I would also say that if this is not technically an emergency, if that's what people mm-hmm. would tell you, I would think you say you got thirty days. And if they don't respond to it, you could. There's two things that can happen. Some states, not all, this is where it, Maggie's information that she just gave you really matter. Some states allow you to withhold rent until it's repaired. Other states allow you to seek out an uh, independent contractor on your own. And then have it be charged to the landlord. Mm-hmm. And those are your options. That that would go your way. Now, 
sometimes they don't go your way. Yeah. And in that case, I, I, I would encourage you to look for a new home. And, and I hate saying that, but that would be the road I would go with. And if your state even does allow you to withhold rent until that's fixed, you have to hold rent in a separate bank account uh, called escrow. So you yeah. open up a savings account, you open up a separate checking account that is only your rent money, and you deposit it there by the first every month just as you would pay rent so that you can prove that you were quote unquote still paying rent. You're just not giving it directly to the landlord. Maggie come in red hot with an extra knowledge we always need. <laughs> okay, this is pretty good. I think we answered it as absolutely yeah. as best as we can. Yeah. Matthew, do you have any input here? Looks pretty gnarly. Yeah, honestly. I mean <laughs> I it, it I wasn't expecting that bad mm-hmm. of one until you show me. I'm really appre- I always appreciate pictures. Yeah. I am sad. That we did two podcast recordings today, and not a single person sent us a cat. I, I am, know. I'm sad. No kitty. I keep on saying, send me your cats. <laughs> and we get what? Like one, two? Yeah. yeah. Guys, guys, I'm telling you. Seriously. If you send in send pictures of your cats, <laughs> we're going to answer your questions. Okay? <laughs> if you're mad that I don't answer your questions, you're not sending in pictures of cats. Um, <laughs> but in all honesty, that was one of the... That was pretty bad. Yeah. That was, you know, every once in a while, we're given, like, probably top 10 worst things I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, in maintenance. That's got to be yeah. top five. Mm-hmm. Because if I would have saw that in in an apartment as a technician, the first thing I would do would be call my, my uh, superior mm-hmm. and be like, uh, so we got a problem. Because there's no way yeah. we would be able to lease that to someone else without fixing that right you know what i mean it'd be fucking nuts to do that you would have to repair that you would have to replace that toilet that toilet rather so that would be my route okay so what a long episode yeah a long depressing episode (laughs) because mercury only answered two of these right even though she answered all four right but we're just gonna rewrite history and go with two yeah, I mean... I would like to point out, though, that you did, in fact, answer them all right. Okay. And I was correct. You were you were right. Maggie was right. <laughs> Everybody, Maggie needs invalid, validation. Maggie needs validation, not invalidation. Maggie needs validation. <laughs> so please make sure you text us at... 608-205-8768. Sometimes and, I'm not prepared when you... Yeah, I know. And everyone needs to tell Maggie how great and how much they love her. Okay, uh, It's not enough that she's gotten the only person ever to send us an update and tell us how great everything was going. Told us that Maggie helped them fix it. Uh, that's not enough. That's not enough for Maggie. And I never get those. Or do I? Or do, do you? Do I have an update? I or think something? there is one. Let's listen. Okay. Hi, Mercury and Maggie. This is Aaron from Indiana. You just recently answered my question about dealing with nasty maintenance people on the podcast. And I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, it's not really a question. I just wanted you to uh, know how appreciative I was. I really, really appreciated the humanity with which you treated the situation. And I did not know that it was illegal for that maintenance tech to tell my, my partner, my husband, uh, to just get a wire hanger and, uh, and get his keys out of the elevator shaft himself because they did, in fact, have his car keys, his house keys, his office keys all on the same ring. So, um, yeah, good, good to know in case it ever happens again, which, you know, it might. 
but uh, we'll do our best. Definitely, we'll, we'll be documenting everything. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, let you know message received and understood and appreciated. Uh, and if ever you have a dark day where you feel like you're not making a difference, just, you know, give me a call. So thank you so much. And uh, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you're at. Bye-bye. That was, so that was a good one. That was yeah. a good one. That was a good one. That was a really good update after a podcast where I only answered two right. And uh, <laughs> what a way, what a way for for me to be uplifted after just a <laughs> tough time answering questions. You know what I mean, Maggie? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but all that, all that being said, for those who don't know, a few weeks ago we were sent a voice message, basically of. of of a scenario where this is a rampant jackass who is a technician. Yeah, you're just and really unkind. It always kills me when that happens. But in this scenario specifically, like this guy refused to help them retrieve keys from underneath an elevator. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what the scenario re- really was, but I remember thinking that it was not illegal, in fact, yeah. for anyone who's not um, certified to go underneath an elevator. Um and yeah, that's like not so but so that anyone would yeah. say you just go yeah, get just it. Stick you stick your stick yeah. your hand down there, just no problem. Stick your hand down there. What's the problem you got? Just open up the elevator. Just go down. And we're talking about. I don't know why my New York <laughs> technician became a New Yorker for some reason, but apparently that's the case. Ah, they're all assholes up there. Well, that's <laughs> Maggie, I can only say that because my family's from New York. Yeah, Maggie's from there, so we we can go with that. Oh, right, everybody, I want to say thank you to everyone who's listening to this episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. As always, it means so much to me. I think we had a really good episode. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I did in fact answer all them right. Yes. So I mean, I I don't want to brag or anything, but I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think we did a really good job. Now, if you ever have any corrections or omissions that you think we missed out, or do you think we um, didn't do right, you can always text us. Or if you have your own questions about life, technicians, property managers, landlords, or of course, DIY questions, you can text us or call us at 608-205-8768. And if you want your questions answered, send us pictures of your cats. I don't know how much <laughs> we got to keep telling you this. I want tabbies. I want Persians. I want naked mole rats. I want cats, okay? <laughs> if there's not a picture of Spider Cat from the new Spider oh. Into the Spider Universe movie, I'm going to be upset because Maggie, he spits webs out of his mouth oh, by going, God. he goes meow. Oh, no. Meow. <laughs> And just shoots a web out of his <laughs> little... Yes! God damn it, I love cats. I just, like, love cats so much. All right, everybody. I want to say big thank you to all of you. Big thank you to our entire crew for making this happen. And remember, my book, Safe and Sound, a Renter's Friendly Guide to Home Repair, is coming out on August 22nd. Please make sure to get those books. Write meow and help us get that pre-order sale up. We're at 22000 books right now sold so please do me a favor and do that and as always make sure that you remember you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill bye-bye the theme song was created by roadie walker questions were picked up by our production assistant ziggy a big thank you to our executive producer basil and this podcast was recorded and edited by matthew allen Hag. thank you for listening see you next time if you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow! 
So thank you so much for all those who already support us. And you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to 